And now we take you to Transformation Church in Tallahassee, Florida for another powerful transformational message. For more information, visit our website, transformtlh.com. I've always struggled with acknowledging my self-worth. I would feel as if I'm not good enough or as if the people around me didn't like me and and I would try to be someone who I wasn't meant to be and that was so stressful. I'd get so overwhelmed and I'd cry myself to sleep. I'd cry every night and I'd be like, God, and I'd blame him and I'd, I'd get so mad at him and all my prayers would start with me yelling at God and, and being like, why would you make me like this? Why, why am I not like this person? Why can't I fit in? And, and it was just such a depressing moment in my life and every time it does happen, it's just like, why am I here? But because of God and, and with patience and, and time, I've learned to appreciate who I am and who God has made me to be. And He's given me so much more confidence. And I've learned so much and to not conform to the people around me, but to His love. My um, salvation story is really basic, nothing crazy. Um, I was about seven or eight years old, probably in the second grade, um, when I chose to um, get baptized in my local church uh, to uh, do it publicly and let them know that I believe in Jesus Christ. Um, and since then, um, that beginning has spurred me on to a journey of growing in the knowledge of who God is. Uh, one aspect of that is, you know, asking God to direct me in a career for my life. Um, my friend's dad had mentioned that firefighter was something that he wished he would have done. And so I asked God, Lord, if firefighting is something that's for me, Lord, I ask you to open the doors and make it a smooth transition. And if it's not something that you want, close the door. And that way I'll know that this is not the direction you want me to go and we'll go a direction in which you have for me. And I can tell you right now, I've been a firefighter in the city of Tallahassee for 13 years and I haven't looked back since. I grew up in a military family and with that came a lot of changes in my life. Uh, one thing that my parents prided themselves on was making sure that wherever we lived, the first priority is that we had a church home. So my home life growing up was awesome. I really engaged in church, volunteered all the time, plugged in. Uh, and then I experienced what a lot of people experience in life and that's church hurt. And I did the one thing you should never do and that is run away from Christ's bride, the church. I ran away from uh, actively attending church and I this was right around when I was going to college at Florida State and I entered into your traditional unfortunately traditional college lifestyle of partying and drinking and just totally um, off the track that God had for me all that changed when I walked in these walls one Sunday morning and had a totally transforming experience I rededicated my life to Christ and I have been completely changed from that moment forward. I'm always a work in progress, and I think knowing that the only thing I brought to my salvation was the sin that made it necessary took the pressure off of me and just had to continually surrender my life to Jesus Christ. And I'm again, I'm a work in progress, but thanks to God, I am here today and able to share my story with you. You know, I was raised in a, a wonderful home and with loving parents and siblings, um, through things, I, every Sunday morning when we, we went to church, um, the preacher was preaching the hellfire and brimstone were pretty much, and um, I just, I felt like I was compelled to get saved every Sunday morning, and uh, but it wasn't a true commitment, and uh, through 
several things that happened in my life. I just uh, uh, struggled, made bad decisions, uh, but it wasn't until I was in a really bad situation where I felt like that I, things were crushing down on me. I just felt like that I knew that there was a God and I knew that he, uh, the Bible was true and I just totally committed myself to God on April the 17th, 1972. I've truly committed my life to God and when I did, I just felt so light. I felt so like I had just so much was weight off of me and I felt God then moving in my life. I wanted to be the servant that he wanted me to be. And then I started uh, doing what he wanted me to, teaching Sunday school, uh, being a helper to the seniors. I've always had a heart for seniors. And um, I would take them to church. I'd pick them up and take them to church, uh, uh, do things like that. But all through my life, God has just been there for me. I've just felt his hand on my life. On January 15th, 1997, I found myself in a gymnasium much like this one. I was a college student struggling with drugs and alcohol and the whole party scene and really living life for myself my way. I remember that night vividly because I was part of a fraternity and that night was our induction night. We were putting guys who were rushing our fraternity through that evening and I remember we invited our chaplain into center court to lead us in a prayer that night before we got started. And and as he began to pray, something interesting happened. The power of the Holy Spirit flooded that gymnasium like I had never felt before in my entire life. For the first time, I had come face to face with the love of God. I remember being just so consumed by that feeling, that, that feeling of God's unending love for me that I remember slipping out that evening and, and kind of finding a place that I could be alone. I remember walking into a restroom. And I remember standing at a sink and grabbing both sides of the sink and looking into a, a fogged up mirror because it was so old. And I remember looking at myself in the mirror just in total disgust of where my life had gotten to and what it had become. It was in that moment, looking at that mirror, consumed by the love of God, that I prayed this simple prayer that changed my life for all of eternity. Father, forgive me and come live inside of my heart. Friend, fast forward 25 years later, and the same love that saved me that night on January 15th is the same love that is transforming me into the man and the husband and the father and the pastor that God has created me to be. Friend, my name is Ryan and I am being.
I'm Alia Marquez, and I'm being transformed. My name is Jay Graham, and I'm being transformed. Hi, my name is Kim Bain, and I am being transformed. My name is Judy Neal, and I am being transformed. Maybe you've heard of Michelangelo, the uh, famous artist, sculptor from the Renaissance time, 1500s. He sculpted the statue of David. And uh, he was asked at the end of that, when he got done sculpting that statue, he was asked, how difficult was it for you to carve away and to chip away and to create this statue? And his response is kind of interesting. He said, oh, it, it, it wasn't that big of a deal. He said, I just looked at the pieces of marble that didn't look like David, and I chipped them away. You know, you may not know this, but that 17-foot-tall statue of David that Michelangelo created came out of one giant piece of unwanted marble that two other artists over a period of years had looked at this piece of marble and determined that it wasn't worth the time and the effort to use it. And so this piece of marble that Michelangelo ended up using sat for 40 years, untouched, unused, until somebody came by who could see the potential that nobody else could see. When I think about our relationship with God and I think about the journey that he has all of us on, I can't help but to see the similarities between that giant piece of unwanted marble in our lives. That we look at a video like this and we see people who in living their lives felt at times that, that they were unwanted, that they were overlooked or they were set aside. That you look at somebody like Aaliyah who didn't feel like she was good enough. Somebody like Jay who struggled to really understand what his purpose in life was. Somebody like Kim who had pulled away from God because her heart had been hardened from the hurt that she had experienced. Somebody like Judy, that the impact of her choices had become too much for her to bear. Or somebody like me, because of feelings of abandonment as a child, that I decided to medicate those feelings with drugs and alcohol. You know, you and I, we all have an unwanted story. We all have, have times and seasons and experiences in our life where we felt like we were overlooked or, or set aside or forgotten, but, but praise God that our lives are in the hands of a heavenly artist who can see our beauty when others can't. I love what the Apostle Paul said in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10 that he said that we are God's masterpiece. That that word in the original language means a work of art. But like any work of art, like any masterpiece, it doesn't happen overnight, although we wish that it would, but it's a process. For Michelangelo, that process took him three years. Three years of seeing potential, three years of seeing what one big overlooked piece of marble could really look like. 
for God when it comes to our lives and us becoming the beauty that he sees. It doesn't take three years, unfortunately. It takes a lifetime. The Apostle Paul said this in 2 Corinthians 3.18. He says that, that we all, having been unveiled in face, in other words, he's speaking to the believers in Corinth, that, that we all, as we have accepted Jesus Christ into our lives, that the veil has been removed. And he says, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, that we are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory. You know, what I know to be true about this verse and about my relationship with God that I think all of us have to understand at some point along the way is that there is no place that God would rather be and there's nothing that God would rather do than to be with us lovingly chipping away at the unnecessary things that are in our life so that you and I can become who he has created us to be. I love what Paul is saying here in 2 Corinthians chapter 3. You know, he's saying that we, have, we behold the glory of the Lord, which I think is interesting in 2 Corinthians 4, 4, it says that the word of God is what displays that glory of the Lord. And so what Paul is getting at here is that as we allow the word of God in our life to become like a mirror, where we look at the word of God and we look at our lives and we see all the areas of our life that are not of him. And as we yield to the process of allowing him to chip away some things in our life that is not of the picture that he sees in his heart of us, that you and I experience this transformation process. What's interesting about this process is that it's it's not designed to, to get us in church more. It's not designed for us to serve more. It's not even designed for you and I to, to have a good life. This process is designed so that you and I can become more like Christ. This word transformation in the original language, it's the word metamorpho. It's where we get our English word metamorphosis from. And it means to change after being with. To change after being with someone. In other words, we become what we behold. And I think that's why the Apostle Paul was quick to point out that what we behold, that it matters in our life. That in Romans 12 verse 2, that he says, don't copy or behold the behavior and the customs of this world. And the reason why we shouldn't is because Paul understands that we will never become God's masterpiece if we are looking at the mirror of this world instead of the mirror of his word. And so Paul says, a better way of living is this, is to let God transform you into a new person by changing the way that you think. In other words, what he's saying is no longer are we the ones that become the sculptor of our lives and no longer do we allow culture to become the sculptor of our lives, but we let God change us by changing the way that we think. 
The reason why our thinking is so important is because Proverbs 23, 7 helps us understand that, that as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. And Paul goes on to say in this verse that then, that only then, that only when we allow this transformation process to happen in our lives, that you and I will learn God's will for us his will that is good and pleasing and perfect. Notice here that the question that you have been asking all your life and the question I've been asking all my life and the question that millions of people that have gone before us have been asking all their life of God, what is the will? What is your will for my life? That we see right here that the answer to this question, that it's never given in one prayer, but it's revealed in a journey. As we allow God to transform our lives to become more like Christ. Friend, if you've ever wondered, if you've ever wondered what God's deepest desire is for you, that it's way more than a destination, it's way more than what you do, that his greatest desire for your life is that you would allow him to continually transform you so that you could become more like Christ. And church, I wanna, I wanna share a secret with you this morning. The secret is, is that that's also God's heart for his church. One of my favorite verses is 2 Chronicles 16, 9, and it says, for the eyes of the Lord, that they run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong on behalf of those whose heart is perfect towards him. In other words, he's looking that he stands on the edge of heaven and he looks down at earth and he's looking for some people who will align their heart with his heart. And when they do, God's promise is that he will show up in their lives and in those kind of churches in a strong and a mighty way. And I don't know about you, but I want that for my family and I want that for our church. friend, I know somebody else that does too. This past week, I had the honor of being able to interview a man by the name of Dennis Gray. Dennis and Patsy have been out for over a year due to, due to health reasons and, and they made it to church today for this special day. Dennis has a cool story too. You see, part of Dennis's story is that when he was 14, Evangel was started in his parents' basement on February 20th, 1957. And what you're gonna notice in this video is that our church has seen a lot of change through the 65 years of its life cycle. 
that if there's one thing that has been constant for Evangel, it's the fact that we've seen change happen at our church. But one thing you will notice has remained the same, that through it all, that we have always been known as a people and as a church that truly desires to align their heart with the heart of God. This morning, I want you to watch this 12-minute video of my interview with Mr. Dennis, and then I want to come back and I want to share a big announcement with you this morning. Take a look at the screen. Today, I'm excited to, uh, to be able to be over here with Dennis and Patsy Gray, uh, longtime members. Um, actually, they were, uh, uh, Dennis was a part of the original founding members uh, of Evangel. And uh, I'm excited to be able to spend some time with them today and, and to talk a little bit about the rich heritage that we have uh, as a church. Um, Dennis, would you mind kind of sharing a little bit about how how Evangel started back in the, what was it, 1958? Well, it, uh, 1958, it was about, I don't have the exact number, but it was about eight to 10 people met in the basement of our home over on Glenview Drive and decided that we were going to start a new church and uh, it took a little while to to get started and one of the first things to do was to to uh, look for a pastor and uh, we got to uh, looking and brother uh, Paul Harlan was our first pastor and we then we had to find a location to start a church. And we bought a piece of property from some members of the church, the Hancock family. It was about where the corner of North Monroe and uh, I-10 is right now. And we bought that piece of property and started building the church. What was the name of the church? Well, since we were about a half a mile from Lake Jackson, we decided to name it Lake Jackson Assembly of God. And uh, that was the name of the church for a good long period of time. And we went through the normal growth in churches. We had, we um, hired uh, Wiley Davis and he was pastoring down in Brownsville, Texas, and he had a family here in Tallahassee, mm. and we approached him, and he come to be our pastor, and brought us uh, brought us kind of into the uh, a different stage of of leadership. He was a excellent pastor, and he we started really adding. Uh, on your members to the church. What, what was the, in that season, uh, you mentioned that, that he kind of helped kind of bring, or I guess help evangel. Was it evangel then or Lake Jackson still? It was still Lake Jackson. Lake Jackson. 
Um, what was it about Brother Davis that that kind of helped the church begin to shift into? He was just as distinguished man man that uh, was an excellent preacher, mm-hmm. pastor. Yet, uh, I mean, you liked him the minute you talked to him, and not too long after he got here, within well, I ten was starting to come through. So uh, our first church, I'll go back, the first service we had while we were waiting on Lake Jackson was the uh, auditorium in, it was Sealy Elementary School at the time. It's the police station now. Okay. So then Brother Davis had to find us a place whenever we found out that we were going to have to move. And we had services for a while in a movie theater in North uh, Northwood Mall huh. until we found the piece of property where we're at now and uh, built the building, the old sanctuary where you have children's church and all mm-hmm. now. And that was our first building. He led us into that. and We had a, a good bit of growth in that church. That was the beginning to, to he stayed several years and uh, we went on and had Brother Brady was our church pastor for a while and then uh, our next pastor was Bernard Brown. Okay. And Bernard stayed, Pastor Brown stayed there for quite a few years. Uh, by that time, uh, we had just built the new sanctuary where we were going. And uh, and that's the one that we're currently in now. That's the right? one that we're yeah. currently in now. And we had substantial growth uh, through his ministry, um, growth in spirit and in number mm-hmm. and uh, then uh, he decided to retire and we decided that uh, we had to find somebody that uh, to take his place and that was a pretty good story but we'll say that <laughs> for another time and Pastor Terrell Todd come <clears throat> and uh, we had Tremendous growth, leadership, and he stayed for, I think it's 18 18 years. Yep. And uh, led us in a lot of things that that we learned under him that uh, we're very proud of and proud that he stayed as long as he did. Yeah. Yeah. One of the things that, that, I know for, for Andrew and I that, um, that we cherish so much is the, is the heritage, uh, connected to Evangel, which was, you know, previously known as Lake Jackson. And, you know, one of the things when I think of, of just the heritage of our church and let's see, 1958. So that's four, 62, 64 years, uh, going. 
And um, for any church to make it that long, they kind of, they have to go through some change. They have to, there's some good seasons and some, some difficult seasons. And we had some yeah. of that yeah. in all of it. I, I think one of the things for me that, that I love when I, when we think about heritage is, you know, for us in this season, um, everything that we do in ministry, we want to, we want to hear from God. We want to have his heart. His heart is to reach lost people and to know that, you know, back in whatever year that was, as you guys began to make the transition, you guys were also praying the same prayer of God. How can we reach people? You know, where would you have us go so that we could be in communities where we can, you know, we can reach the lost. And uh, it's just, it's so neat. It's hard to kind of recognize it when you're not there, but when you really back away from it and see the heritage the heart of evangel has never really changed. It's always been about reaching people for Christ. That's exactly right. And it's just been different generations that that the Lord has tapped on their shoulder and said, it's your turn now. Um, and to see generations step up to that call um, is really something that, that I know moves Andrea and I to know that we get to be a part of that, you know, in this season. And it is, I fully believe that God's hand is on evangel and on our church and for whatever he has for us in the future is going to be in God's favor. We want to change. We want to be what God wants us to be. Yeah. We want to be the type of people that God wants us to be. Yeah. We want to have freedom in our church. Yeah. And, uh, Whatever difficulties have come, they've been overcome and gotten better. Yeah. And they're going to get better because God's going to bless this church. Yeah. I think we're what, going to be a blessing in Tallahassee. Yes, sir. A bigger and bigger blessing than we already are. And I think God just, he smiles when he looks down and he sees a group of people that, um, that all they want is what God wants. They want his heart, not their own, you know, agendas, not their own um, desires, but they want God's heart for his church, God's heart for his people. And I kind of sense, you know, I wasn't, I was born in 76. So I, I, <laughs> I wasn't around back then, but I kind of sense that that's always been a part of Evangel's story is that they've wanted to uh, to really align themselves with God's heart uh, for the community. And uh, I think that is a part of who we will always be. Well, I thank God that he has sent us the right pastor at the right time that's going to lead us now in an even better time. It's going to get better and better and better and better. Uh, we're going to be a, a blessing in this town. Yes, sir. In this city. Yes, sir. Well, Dennis, would you mind praying, praying for us before we go? 
not be it. Father, I thank you for, for this church. I thank you for what you've done with it and for it over these many years. I thank you for the men that have passed through the leadership that we've had. I thank you for the people, the members, the blessings, those that were here and have passed on and have been a big blessing to all of us as we were younger and grew older ourselves. And I thank you for what you're going to do. I can feel your Holy Spirit is in control of what we, the direction that we go. And whatever that direction we go is going to be the direction that the Holy Spirit is sending us. And we thank you for Andrea and Ryan and their family. And we pray now that blessings will be beyond what we ever expected and thought would happen and look forward to what you have in store for us in your name. Amen. 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 I love that part that Dennis said in that, keep in mind, this is somebody that has been at Evangel all his life, since 14. Church was started in the basement of his parents' house. And the statement that he said in there that really just leaped out to me was, we want to be what God wants us to be. You know, I remember when, when the Lord called us to come Towards the end of the summer of 2020, September being our first first month of 2020 that we were here, we had one service and then we got to cancel church for three weeks because of COVID. (laughs) That was a great first decision as pastor, cancel service for three weeks. But, But I remember when we came, like... We had some people that were asking us, like, what is your vision for Evangel? What is your, what is your vision? And to be honest, we even had some people that got a little frustrated with us because our response to them was, we don't know. Like, we don't know what our vision is. And the reason why we responded that we don't know is because we didn't want our vision. We wanted God's vision. And I remember we... In that fall, we were just, it was just a season for us of just praying and and fasting and just seeking the Lord of, of God. What do you want in this next chapter of the story that you are writing for our church? And, and it was during that time that the Lord just dropped one word in our heart. And that word was transformation. And it was like when that happened, it was like the light bulb went off. It was like an aha moment. It was like God had, had spoken. And out of that, we began to craft our vision statement, which is leading people into a transforming relationship with Jesus. And today, the big announcement, what we are, are excited to be able to share with you is that beginning the chapter that starts today that our church 
is no longer gonna just align its vision with God's heart, but we're gonna align our church name with God's heart. Today, we are excited that it begins a new chapter in the life of this church. Our big announcement to you today is that our new church name is gonna be Transformation Church. that God would help us to reach this community for him. And we believe today that our lives do not have to stay the same, but that when we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, our lives are transformed. We are no longer the same. Behold, all things, old things have passed away and all things have become new. And this morning, maybe you haven't accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior. This morning, maybe you're like one of those videos where you've had church hurt and you've walked away. Maybe the foundation that you built your life on is sand instead of the firm rock of who he is. Maybe today your choices have brought you to a place of total brokenness. We know a God that can put you back together. With every head bowed and every eye closed, if that's you today, if you can say from your heart, Lord, I have walked away from you. I have built my life on my own desires and my own wants, but today I wanna accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior. Can you just lift your hand before the Lord today? Amen, amen. Anyone else? Anyone else wanna rededicate their life today and have a transformed relationship with Jesus? Well, church family, let's say this together for those that lifted their hands today. Dear Jesus. Dear Jesus. I believe you are my Lord and Savior. I believe you are my Lord and Savior. I believe you died on the cross for my sins. I believe you died on the cross for my sins. I believe you rose from the dead. I believe you rose from the dead. Now come live in my life. Come live in my life. My life is yours. My life is yours. Transform me and make me into your image. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Church, can we just rejoice with those that lifted their hands today? We are so excited. Listen, these t-shirts out here, don't worry. We got a surprise for you when you walk out that door. We are so excited to be known today as Transformation Church. And I want to say this about the name, is that we believe it's a prophetic statement. A prophetic statement of God's heart for your life, for our life, and the mission that God has called us to in this city. And that's why we've made such a bold decision to even in our new domain name, 
to, ha to have it say transform TLH, that it is a prophetic statement that God is gonna use us to help bring transformation in our lives. Why? So that God can use us to transform the lives of others. Amen. 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 Well, before we dismiss, and Christina's gonna come up and give some announcements, we're gonna worship the Lord. Uh, haven't our kids been amazing this morning? Well, just for their safety, we're going to dismiss TC Kids back to their room. And parents, you will pick up your kids with your, just like we normally do, we've got security out there and ushers that are going to bring them back into the uh, kids area. Oh, church, what a great day. I just keep getting, you know, it's a whole story. We're just turning the page. And God, whatever you want to write in this chapter, so be it. Amen. In Jesus' name, amen. What's up, Transformation Church? Yeah. So exciting. Well, as you, uh, Pastor Andrea said, if you would like a new shirt, they are going to be out on the patio. They are free. We're giving them to you for you guys to have. Um, so the kids' sizes... Uh, we have a lots of extra smalls, so please, if you usually wear like a smaller size, leave the extra smalls for the kiddos, and just make sure you take one shirt for every member of your family. But before we dismiss, I just have a few quick announcements. Transformation night is this Wednesday night at 7 p.m. Yes, we love Transformation night. That's just a night of worship and prayer, and we just kind of let the Holy Spirit do whatever he wants to do in that. So that's at seven o'clock on Wednesday night. If you have not signed up for a small group, you need to sign up for a small group. They're so awesome. If you're looking for some community, if you're newer here to the church and you wanna to get to know people, we have a lot of small groups available for you. So there's a table out in the lobby that you can sign up for a group or figure out which one fits best for you. And then lastly, Discover TC, which used to be Discover Evangel, is gonna be next Sunday right after church. If you have been coming for a while and you have not gone to Discover TC, we encourage you to sign up for that as well. Let's go ahead and pray and we'll dismiss. God, we thank you so much for an awesome Sunday, God. We thank you that you're turning a new chapter in the life of this church, God, and what your heart is is what our heart is, God. We thank you, Lord, for the vision and the mission that you have given us, God. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Love you guys. Have a great week. We pray right now that God uses this message to plant good eternal seeds deep into your soul. For more information, visit our website, transformtlh.com. Transformation Church is all about helping you to connect with God, grow in Christ, and serve the church and the world. And we're here for you, working to help draw people from impossible situations into a loving and friendly circle of hope. We invite you to join us for any of our services, Sunday mornings at 1030 and Wednesday evenings at 7. We're located at 2300 Old Bainbridge Road in Tallahassee. We have fantastic programs for kids and youth and small groups to make deeper connections. And we pray that God blesses you richly and abundantly as you continue to seek Him first in all of your life.